The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to the 28th edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. My name is Guantanamo. There's a story behind that. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Very shortly, we'll have a cop from Virginia who will uh, talk about policing in that fine state. Real quick, right off the bat, as you know, I got to thank those for the podcast possible. And today, it's me. I made the podcast possible. So if you want to support the podcast... And I just want to throw out a little hint. For those that get the notifications and listen the second this is dropped, I just added some new merch to my store. And it's reference a case law. And that's your hint. I probably won't announce it for another week or so. Early Bird gets the worm on that one. So you guys will be the only ones that know. Check it out. I think you will enjoy it a lot. And then uh, there's actually a promo code this weekend, so keep your eye out for that, too. That'll be, put that on Instagram. Of course, we got the beautiful, beautiful Christmas ornaments that my friends at K-Fonta Designs are making. They're poorly made. Well, no, they're not poorly made. I'm holding one right now. It's really cool. It's very nicely made, but it has my essence on it. And I hate, it's not Christmas yet. We haven't even had a Halloween, so I'm usually not that guy, but... I just want to make sure you guys get the opportunity to get them before the holidays because it seems based on what the news is saying, which they always tell the truth, right? But it seems like there could be some shipping issues down the line. So, I mean, shit, I already started Christmas shopping now because I just don't even want to deal with it. But for you guys, if you want to get your Christmas shopping done or get some fucking awesome ornaments for your Christmas tree, go do that. So there'll be a link on the podcast to get by the Christmas ornaments and also to buy my merch. So there's that. All right, moving on to other things. The poorly made weight loss challenge. Week two of fuck my life. It's kind of basically staying the same, which I, I guess is good. But like I said a couple podcasts ago, if you're fat, start working on it now because when you get older, it's a lot tougher. But I don't know. I think you get to that point where, at least for me, when I start working out, which I have, I'm starting to run again and lift some weights and stuff like that. But fuck, man, my appetite goes up and can't you cannot outrun a a bad diet so gotta work on that drink some water that's it that's that's how you lose weight is drinking water i believe that's all i have to do now so uh hopefully next week i'll have a uh, update to that which will be positive but not gaining so that's good fuck man there's something else a consequence i wanted to tell you guys but i guess it wasn't that important anyway um i guess we'll get to the band since i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about oh that's what i wanted to talk about all right, so one more thing I wanted to talk to you guys all about is the bands. Had some rock bands come on. We're going to have a brand new band next week that I kind of, or next week, in a couple days, I think kind of fits with the Halloween feel of that episode with Popo Medic. So we've had some rock bands on here. I have a guy that's going to do comedy stand-up that will be on here. Where's the fucking country bands at? I need to hear some yeehawing for the deputies. So country bands, I know there's going to be a cop country band or two out there fucking... Hit me up, or if you know who they are, have them hit me up so we can uh, get the word out there for them. 
All right, so we're gonna circle back to my uh, my boys' weekend picnic with uh, Aaron, who we talked to a couple episodes ago, and their song "Suffer the Silence." We'll be right back with a cop from Virginia. And the moment you've all been waiting for a cop out in the uh, fine state of Virginia. I got Chesapeake here. How are you tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. And since uh, you're naming yourself after a fucking bay, I am Guantanamo tonight. <laughs> I thought Biden was shutting that down. What happened to that? Dude, I don't. Does he not even know what he's doing? Because I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's fucking saying half the time. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Man, I can't believe you're the first person to say this on that pod on the podcast. You deserve a medal for that. All right, I'll be waiting for it. I hope you don't get canceled over that. Uh, I don't give a shit. Um, I am like the only uh fucking meme page that isn't selling Let's Go Brandon t shirts. So maybe I need to. People are capitalized on that. I've seen hoodies and all kinds of shit, man. Bro, they hadn't even finished the fucking race, and people were fucking (laughs) making those t shirts. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh anything to make a dollar i guess yeah and speaking of that why don't you buy yourself a uh, poorly made christmas ornament now on sale i am i saw them today i'm gonna get the uh your mom one. Oh, dude that's fucking classic yeah the best one i got them you all because i made them well i didn't make them <laughs> katie made them but still hey was so- that the girl you had on the podcast the other week well, her and her husband were on uh, a couple weeks ago, and then the last podcast that was on episode twenty-seven, they were on, and we did another dating advice episode. Which okay, was, I hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah, that one was fucking funny as shit, man. I think so, the last one I listened to was the guy from Texas. Well, and I ain't a lot. What are you sniffing there, man? You got some coke on your nose or what, pal? No, no. The weather's got me a little fucked up right now. Hey, th- this is a cocaine-free zone, pal. All right. Just hey, I'm in my house. You're in your house. <laughs> Two fellas doing whatever. I get it. Hey, man. So, what are you drinking tonight? Michelob Ultra. You're a man of class. I got yep. some. I got some fancy pants beer here. It's uh, from the Confluence Brewing Company. It's called Harvest Moon. And it's an English ale brewed with apples. So it's either going to be really good or really bad. Stand by. Um, bearable. Not- Let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead, can pal. You, can you even taste fucking apple in it? No. Well, if hold the- on. Hold on. Let me, let me try again. No. <laughs> it just kind of tastes like beer, which is good because if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, there's been some hits and there's been some misses. So oh, yeah, to have a beer that tastes tolerable, I'm good with that. 
Yeah, them IPAs would get you, man. Oh, every time. I do have some SoCo in Dr. Pepper, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, the um, the first time I listened to your podcast, I guess it was like the, the first real one when you had the pickle dick whiskey. Ugh. And I was on a I was on a road trip actually on the way to go visit my buddy, and I was just dying laughing in the car listening to you talk about pickle dick, Sasquatch dick, whatever. Uh uh Bigfoot yeah, it tastes it tastes like Bigfoot's dick, man. That fucking That's right, Bigfoot. Oh, so gross. I don't even want to think like the thought of it fucking still disgusts me. Yep. But enough about me uh and beer. Let's talk about you, man. So you were a cop out in Virginia. How was policing out there? Um, like most places, I guess. It depends on where you're at. I'm down south at the bottom, I guess, like central Virginia, you'd say. A lot of the sheriff's departments out here, they're still rolling pretty good. My police department got a new chief uh, right before I left to go to the state and started pushing the community engagement aspect pretty hard. And a lot of people didn't like that. But from what I understand, it's it's still going strong, but they've lessen the requirements of it a lot since i left so people are having more free time and like don't get me wrong you we still got guys to go out and and do police work every day you know we got sid that they're going out and they're getting drugs and guns and it we're still a pretty busy department you can still do police work for the most part where i'm at that's good so when you said the community engagement type shit, what exactly were you talking about? Because I, I think that can mean different things to different people in different places. Yeah, yeah, it can. Um, so they established a community engagement unit and it's they've got a couple officers in it. And that's all they focus on. They have different events they set up like talent shows for kids, um, fucking they do this thing where they go to the mall they have like a fashion show where they get dressed up from fucking a store in the mall and walk down a runway and stuff like that but on the patrol side they were starting to push us getting out of the vehicles more and talking to you know some things were things we were already doing you know introducing yourself to the businesses and your beat and, you know, things that you should already be doing. But then what they started doing, a lot of people didn't like was tying how many hours of that you got into your evaluation for your yearly raise. And so people stopped focusing on, you know, traffic and criminal because they were so worried about, I've got to have X amount of hours per week to get a good evaluation score. So I got to get out and, you know, fucking walk around neighborhoods and go inside and talk to all these people and not do real work. I hear you. Yeah, I think there's definitely, I think a good beat cop knows their beat, knows their businesses. And honestly, you know, knows some of the, the neighbors and good people in those neighborhoods because they're great sources of information. Oh, absolutely. But when you start making it like that's the only thing you do, I could definitely see how that could that could cause some problems for sure. So how long have you been a cop for? I've been in law enforcement. If you consider corrections for six years, I've been doing patrol work for five years. Okay. It sounds like you talking to you a little bit. You've kind of bounced around and worked at some different 
departments. Where all have you worked? Well, I mean, obviously, so, um, without giving the departments, but what kind of agencies have you worked at? So um, where I'm at, you know, we have the county sheriff's departments. They're what you think of when you think of sheriff's departments. But the city I work in also has a sheriff's department within the city. And all they're responsible for is courts, civil service, and jails. So that's where I started my career. I worked down. I worked there in the jail. Um, I was there for like a year and two months, and then I transitioned over to the police department. Went through, we call it road school. You know, the police academy. Went through that and worked there for just shy of four years, and then left and went to the state police for a year. And now I'm coming back to the police department. I left. Okay. And we'll, we'll get into all the trooper stuff and, and all that stuff down the line. But let's talk a little bit about Virginia as a state. Is that a, you know, you said it kind of depends where you're at, which I think is kind of fair of a lot of places. But Virginia has kind of been in the news as being kind of a very conflicted state where it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty purple, is it not? Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, when you start getting up north, and it's weird when you get like towards Charlottesville and Richmond, these are they're very liberal cities. But then if you go way up, well, I don't guess it's way up north, but my good friend I used to work with, he was in Front Royal. He he's a Fed boy now. So he works for one of the alphabet agencies. So he shoots he's lots of dogs, right? Yeah. And he uh fucking he likes to ride horses around and beat the shit out of people with whips. Well, of course. Um, but he's in Warren County and up there, like Warren County, Loudoun County, they've got a lot of red too, like we do down south. The the issue is, you know, Charlottesville, Richmond, those areas are so population heavy, they kind of dominate politics a lot of the time. Fair enough. You know? So and fuck man, I don't remember, but there was a I mean, there was a lot going on a couple of years ago about gun laws in Virginia, right? Yeah, um, there. I, I haven't seen anything recently. Um, we're still a, a pretty, I guess, I would say a pretty 2A friendly state, but the the Dems would like like to change it for sure. So our most recent gun law changes, if I recall, involved um, private party sales. So previously, if you wanted to sell me a pistol, you know, buddy to buddy, you just sold me the pistol and that was it. But now if you want to do it the legal way, you're supposed to go to a FFL dealer and I'm supposed to pay them to do a background check on me to say, yes, I can have this pistol and they have to facilitate the sale of it. And then they also changed it to where you can only purchase I believe it's all firearms, pistols, handguns, rifles, everything. You can only purchase one a month. Previously, I don't think there was a like a cap on it. But what? there are some- only one a yeah. month? Wow. Yeah. I, I wasn't too in arms about that because I'm so fucking poor. That's all I can afford anyway. But you know, but some people were exempt. Like law enforcement, they're exempt from that one a month rule. So and I think there are a few other exemptions too, but just Joe Blow's citizen, it's as far as I know, it's still in effect. One one firearm purchase a month. Okay. Is Virginia a good place for cops? I mean, uh, do know, the communities support cops? 
Yeah, as far as, you know, not getting into the, you know, the political side of it, day-to-day, even in my city, which is, it's a smaller city, it's, so I, I don't know, maybe that's medium, I don't know what you consider small, but um, there are a lot of turds in the city that we deal with, but there are a lot of good people, too, and, you know, most days, I'd have more people than I like thanking me for my service, you know, that kind of gets old after a while, but, I've never felt unsupported by this citizenry in general, I guess. Of course, the turds don't support you, but the public at large seems to support us. That's good. Is Virginia, as far as getting into law enforcement out there, is that one of those states where there's like one academy or can you go to the academy several places throughout the state? So we are governed by what's called DCJS, the Department of Criminal Justice Services. And so, and like in my area, we have a regional academy where there's several departments that all go through the same academy within a certain area. But then other places have their own specific academy, but they all have to conform to DCJS standards. So once you're certified through DCJS, you are certified to be a law enforcement officer anywhere in the state of Virginia. So I could move anywhere in Virginia with my certification as long as it's active. And I could go right into another department without having to go through their academy, except for the state police. Okay. How is Virginia for laterals? Can guys come in and lateral over there without going through a full academy? Or do you have to go through a Virginia academy if you know? I believe you have to go through the full academy because uh, a few years back we had a guy, he was a cop somewhere in North Carolina and him and his wife were going to move here. And so he started our academy and he was going to have to go through the full thing. So I, I don't think there's any abbreviated process for out of staters that I'm aware of. DCJS may have some type of waiver you can apply for, but I'm not sure. Okay, fair enough. Well, go do your research if you're curious. Now, something I I need to get into the better habit of asking about, in your opinion, what is the best patrol car? Okay, so I am not privileged enough to have ever touched a Crown Vic. So I'll just get that out there. Okay. My department, when I started... We were in the process of phasing out the Impalas and going to Tahoes. So I drove an Impala for a while, and then we phased them out. And so the majority of my career, I've been in a Tahoe. I love the Tahoe for the space, but this might sound weird. I also love the Impala for the space because it was small enough. I could get to my bag in the passenger seat without fucking feeling like I'm reaching across a mountain. And for city work, it was smaller. You could kind of creep around a little better. But I, I think between the two, I'd take the Tahoe. Okay. Now, my, my sheriff's department, when I, before I left, they had a hodgepodge of shit. But they had a newer Caprice. And granted, all I ever did was drive it from the jail to the fucking gas station to get food. But that motherfucker would roll. Oh, yeah, man. Those, the new Caprices are fast as fuck. In a straight line. And I'll say this. With the state, I had a Taurus. Absolute dog shit of a car. Fuck that piece of shit. I hated it. So you said you started out in the jail. Uh, Did you feel that 
doing that translated well to helping you out on the street be a cop a street cop I, I would say yes you know I was pretty young I was only uh I think I just turned 21 something like that I was pretty young and I I you know I had didn't have any real life experience you know I worked at a grocery store so it was a good intro into the whole career field and kind of dealing with those people in a semi-controlled environment and you know you learn how to talk to them and get along with them so I would say it, it did okay did you feel that when you were a CO that the other cops looked down on you or no and it depends you know some there there was kind of a better holier than thou mentality between the police department and the sheriff's department but a lot of it had to do with kind of the sheriff's department's local reputation for just having a lot of shit bags that work there and fucking lazy guys and but overall not really you know like you know, most people say they they you know oh man i couldn't do your job i'm glad i'm not stuck in here all day so but uh, you know a lot of them respected it if nothing else yeah, and the reason I throw that out there is I know that there are some COs that listen to the podcast and there's some COs that um, follow the page. And I'm always asked to do CO content or talk about CO stuff. I was a beat cop. I never worked in a jail. I don't know what it's like to work in a jail. Just, But I feel like some of them think there's like a disrespect thing. And I don't know, I felt like I needed to talk about this, but just it's two different fucking jobs. I respect that job. And, and like you were just fucking saying, I could never do that job. I don't want to be in a jail all day. And I would never dog anybody for doing that job. But, you know, I, and I think corrections is a part of law enforcement. I don't like when people shit on it, but I don't know. To me, it's just, it's, it's two different aspects of law enforcement where I think they, they work hand in hand, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's, you know, I can't really compare my time doing the two things it's just two totally different jobs really i think the biggest takeaway is probably the being able to talk to people yeah and even like you know i worked in a jail that differs a whole lot from like ceos that work in big prisons you know with thousands of inmates you know their experience is going to be way different than mine we house 200 people you know at, at the max then you went to work for city pd and then you took the, the jump to work for the state police. Now, in Virginia, are the state police like highway cops or are they more actual state police where they handle? Auto no, we're, we're state police. Um, we, we mainly it depends on where you're at. Where I'm at is pretty rural. So we would handle a lot more criminal stuff and back up uh, the sheriff's department a lot more if you're up on the interstate. From what I understand, the interstate guys, they get assigned a section of their interstate, you know, mile marker this to mile marker that, and that's kind of where they stay. And the sheriff's department's up there are a lot better about handling everything off of the interstate. Um, but down here where I'm at, we, we did a lot more criminal stuff too. But we're, we're, we are state where we were. I'm not there anymore, I guess. But we were state police. We were we had full arrest powers, enforcement powers. We could do anything criminal just like any other 
law enforcement officer can. Did you have to go through a, a separate academy to go to work for them, though? I did, but what they started doing due to, you know, staffing issues just like everywhere else, right after I started at the uh, city PD, they started offering a lateral academy for DCJS certified officers with three or more years of patrol experience. And so instead of their full academy, it was like eight and a half weeks. And since you're already certified, it was more firearms, DT, driving, learning the state police manual and kind of the state police way of doing things. So they weren't really teaching you how to be a cop. They were just teaching you the state police way. So that was what I ended up going through was just that lateral academy last year. Okay. Now, what made you take this, the jump, leaving the city and then going to the state? So I'd, I'd always kind of been hung up on the state police. That was the first agency I applied to when I was like 20 and got turned down. And looking back, it was probably a good thing. I probably wouldn't have made it back then. Um, but I just thought it would be a good career change. Um, the state police does have a lot of opportunities, you know, that local departments aren't going to have. The benefits and pay were better. But I found out that's not always worth it. And I guess that would be my next question is what, how come you left? The biggest reason I left was the work schedule. So the city PD, this is the best schedule I've ever worked personally. We work 12 hour shifts, four on, four off. And when I left, I was on permanent days. Um, the state police down here where I'm at, and this differs from division to division and area to area, but my schedule, I would work seven days of day shift, get two days off, and then I would work eight days of evening shift, which was 2P to 10P, and then I would get four off. And it just felt like I was always at work consistently. Like, you know, I felt like I never had a day off, really. Dude, they were eight fucking hours awful. Yeah, they were eight-hour shifts, so don't get me wrong. On days, it was six to two. It was nice getting home. For the most part, aside from a late wreck or whatever, I'd be in my driveway at 150 just, you know, waiting to sign off, and then at 2 o'clock, I was on the way to the gym or whatever. But it just it got old working that many days straight. I don't care how many hours it was. You know, this brings up a good – I wanted to hit two points. We'll, we'll stay with one or we'll start with one scheduling. The department I worked at was tens, four tens. And then you had three off. And so you didn't have, you always had the same days off in the week, which I liked because it made daycare a whole lot easier to figure out because if you're working, all right, well this week I got, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday off, but the next week I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. It's hard to find a fucking babysitter for that shit. I like tens. I really like tens. Um, I couldn't fucking imagine eights. So going to work fucking five days a week. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it, it was a nightmare. And then if anything came up, which it did a lot. And you're two days off, you ended up having to work, you know, then you're like this happened to me back in January when the uh, Capitol protest happened. Uh-huh. I was I was like one day away from my four-day break and then that last day that eighth day we got a text hey pack your shit up you're going to dc so i spent my three of my four-day break 
in D.C. I went up one day. We spent, I think, two days up there or whatever. And then the fourth day was driving home. So that's 12 days of work right there. And then the next day, I started my seven-day day shift rotation without missing a beat. So it was like 17 days in a row I worked or something crazy like that. Fuck that. Good overtime, and though, huh? It was okay overtime. Not what you'd expect, though, just because of the way the state police has their uh, schedule worked out, you know. Like, when I worked my eight days in a row – that's considered two separate work weeks and that's no overtime in that. It's just you, you work 80 hours straight, but it's two separate work weeks. Hmm. So, yeah. And when I kind of, you know, bitched about it, like we like to do, all I was getting was welcome to the state police. <laughs> so you could just tell from people's attitude. That was just the norm with the state police. The other thing I wanted to touch on is just kind of an educational part and it it depends where you're at in the country so this isn't like 100 percent true everywhere but just anybody listening that that's not sure the difference between a like a quote-unquote trooper and the state police a trooper while they can do you know criminal stuff their job is highways that's it they do highways they do they do racks they do interdiction on the highway that's their fucking their dig where a state cop, depending on where they are in the country and what they do, they're assigned to an area, but they're involved in, in, you know, the same kind of calls that, you know, a county guy would get. So, which I assume is kind of what you got. Yeah. Um, you know, when our, when the sheriff's department needed help, they'd ask us and not to talk shit. You know, I've got some buddies that work down here that are good people, but our sheriff's department that we worked alongside of were kind of fucking lazy. So we would catch a lot of calls from them that they just didn't want to deal with. But like right next door in North Carolina, they're highway patrol. And if it doesn't happen on the highway, they don't touch it, period. Yeah, so it definitely varies from state to state. So now you're back in the city. Are you enjoying that a whole lot more? Haven't officially started yet. Uh, I swore back in on Friday and I'm going back next Monday. I'll be my first day. So I went to state police near the end of September. And I was actually, you know, kind of trying to get out of the career. But the private sector around here, I found, is not very uh, lucrative, I guess. I was making way less money and working way harder. And I'm like, fuck this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the PD. And how come you wanted to get out of the job, if you don't mind me asking? Not that I have any room to talk, but I, I think it's, it's good for other people to hear it, too, so they get some different perspective. Well, you know, just I guess everything you see in the media now and the, uh, you know, I was bringing a lot of stress home from work and I have been for several years now. And I'm just starting to realize, like, how bad it was affecting me and my marriage and stuff. I'm like, maybe it's time to take a step back and do something different. But. It doesn't always work out. So the state, the state police with the schedule and everything else was bumming me out way more than I was ever bummed out at the PD. You know, for the most part, I had a good time working there, especially my first couple of years was just a fucking blast. I'm hoping to get back in there and just kind of get back into the flow of things. And I'm thinking things will settle down. All right, so I think we've kind of hit a good point to uh, 
give away a t-shirt and then we'll get to the uh, Instagram questions that y'all have. So as you guys know, you can email me at poorly made police memes at gmail.com and nominate your buddy to win a t-shirt or mug if they do a good job. Now, I don't want to be like that LT or that sergeant that yells at you in briefing, but I know how many people listen to this podcast. I know I should be getting some more nominations, so don't be fucking lazy. Nominate your buddy to get some shit, okay? Now, uh, the winner we got here that deserves to win some badass shit, I will not put his name in here, but he got in a shootout and had to get his leg amputated. Instead of being upset, he was happy how everything went. And as soon as he was released from the hospital, he wanted to start training and get back on the streets. He's a fucking badass. Which he is. And the least I can do is give him a fucking t-shirt. So, yeah. So nominate your buddies. Uh, take care of him, man. Okay. You ready to answer the uh, questions the kids have from Instagram? Oh, yeah. All right. Now, I, I made a point to uh, say that you were a former trooper on there. So there's a lot of trooper-related questions, okay? All right. So the first question I have here is why do troopers always have sticks up their ass and why are they always bald? Well, I'm not bald personally. I can't speak on that. The sticks are issued to us in the Academy and we'll get rode up if we don't keep, keep them firmly up our asshole for the entirety of our shift. Do you, are you allowed to use lube? Or do they just fucking ride in there dry? Oh, there's no lube. They they didn't issue lube, so none is allowed to be used. All right. Sorry, buddy. Does it still hurt, or are you recovering? It's recovering, but it still hurts when I sit down sometimes. Oof. Sorry about that, pal. The next question, which is very important that people need to know, is the hat the source of all your power? It is 100% the source of our power but only if you get the tilt right some of these dirt bags just put it flat on their head right you know you got to get that good angle going so you've got to tilt your fucking chin up to the sky to see that's when the power comes into play that's when the power is activated is that like a whole fucking day in the trooper academy is how I'm to sure tilt your hat right i'm sure it is in the full school they actually do have a day on like how to wear the hat and shit. Honestly, our academy was put together pretty fucking last minute, and it was kind of a shit show. And so we didn't really get taught how to wear it. We did have a day where we dedicated the afternoon to spray painting it, though. If you've ever wondered why they're so fucking glossy and shiny, it's black spray paint. <laughs> All right. So is, is that the type of place where you have to have your cover on on every single call? Yes. If if you get out of the car for a traffic stop or anything, you're you're supposed to have that hat on. Technically, if you get out to go into the fucking gas station, you're supposed to wear your hat into the gas station to get a drink. You can't even fit um, in through the door. I know, right? There were now they're a little lax depending on where you're at as far as that, but I did talk to some troopers one time that got like a verbal chewing out for not wearing their hat into the Bojangles to get lunch from the parking lot to the inside of the Bojangles. All right. So we got to talk about Bojangles. I don't think, have you gotten to the Bojangles episode? No. All right. I ain't never heard of one of those before. 
<laughs> came up and I, I thought that was like a racist term or something. I was like, what the fuck is a Bojangles? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting canceled for this shit. So what is it worth it? Are they good? I had somebody write in a message and say that Bojangles are, are not good. Are they I good? I think it's good. Yeah, it's it's just a bre- like a breakfast fast food place slash chicken place. They got like a bunch of different breakfast biscuits, and then they've got like fried chicken. And then their big thing that most people get is like the chicken supremes, which is just fucking spicy chicken tenders. But I think it's pretty good. I mean, I'm drunk right now, and fucking chicken tenders, chicken tendies sound fucking phenomenal right now. So sign me They're the pretty fuck good. up. Yeah, I got one near my house, so I go more than I probably should. See, that's the nice thing for me is I live in a town right now that does not really have fast food. So if I go, like, I have to be committed because I have to drive at least Ah. 15 minutes. Oh, man. Although Uh, I'm in, like, walking distance of a gas station, so I'm always going over there and getting shit I don't need. Yeah, get them cosmic brownies. Oh, dude. I haven't had a cosmic brownie in a long time, but I worked at a gas station overnight when I was like 19 or 20 and it was a, it was an okay job, but every morning at like two, three in the morning, I was like falling asleep and I'd fucking go and get a Mountain Dew and fucking a cosmic brownie, man. Yeah. I actually had one like two days ago. It was the first one I'd had in a long time. I think they have cosmic brownie cereal now. Which I'm terrified to try. I can't imagine it tastes any better than the shit that comes out of my asshole, honestly. Have you ever tasted your shit? How would you know? All right. So, no, I've never tasted my shit. And this may out me, but whatever. People that know me. um, My family used to have a septic tank business where we pumped out septic tanks. And we also did grease traps, which is where all the nasty fucking grease from fast food places go. Um, and we were at this local, like private school pumping their shit out and I was rolling like our wire cable up and it, uh, like smacked the ground and some of the shit flew up and landed on my lip. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, Uh, all right. Since we're exchanging shit stories, my, uh, my little terrorist, he's like fucking 15, 16 month old now. And he's like at that age that if you have kids, like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know why you're changing their diaper and they got to fucking grab at their shit. I don't know why, <laughs> but they have to do it. So usually what I do to keep them like occupied, I put them in front of a TV. I turn on that fucking dog shit, Cocoa Melon, and it usually makes him forget that I'm changing his diaper. And so he doesn't want to play with his shit or give me a hard time. Well, I didn't have that up and he like, I'm changing his diaper and I look at his finger and he has like a glob of shit on his finger <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And I'm, so I'm trying to like grab a wipe to wipe it off and then it's gone. I don't know if he ate it. I don't know if he put it in his hair. I don't know if it's on the floor. <laughs> I think he ate it though. So he is disgusting. Children are fucking disgusting. Dude, I'm sure it came out diapers like I you, that's just not something you ever get used to doing, especially when they start eating really f- real food. Ugh. All right. <laughs> well, this was a fun conversation. All right. So this is probably a loaded question. We've kind of talked about this a little bit, but 
the people want to know, is it better being state or local law enforcement? I guess it depends on what you enjoy doing and what your long-term career goals are. I thought I would enjoy, you know, mainly working crashes and writing tickets, but it got old pretty fucking fast. And I hate to say it, but I kind of found myself missing, like, going on domestics and going to larceny calls and stuff like just the variety that, you know, the city PD has. Most of my days with the state were pretty much the same day to day. Work a crash here, work a crash there and go home. And I just got tired of doing it. But if that's your thing, then it's perfect. If working every day is your thing, then it's perfect. Was it hard for your significant other to get used to you wearing your campaign hat all the time, including during sexy time? Yeah, I give her a couple of bloody noses the first few times, just, you know, not used to the reach of it. But um, I think she got used to it towards the end. Here's a pro tip. Um, If you're badge money and you want your uh, significant other cop to use handcuffs, you don't want the handcuffs he's been using. I'm just saying. They nasty. Yep. That's a pro move right there. I can't tell you how much blood and shit I've wiped off of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Um, the next question is, why does VA... Here, this is... I'm going to read it as written. Why does VA don't allow radar detectors, and how do you feel about them? Man, this guy, did he have a fucking seizure or... Like, Poorly made not- questions. Poorly yeah. made questions. Poorly made, or <laughs> lost my train of thought. So uh, I take it radar detectors are not allowed in Virginia? Radar detectors are illegal in Virginia. I think most places you enter the state has a sign that says radar detectors illegal, uh, and then something about fucking your speed is being measured or some shit like that, basically telling you that we're running radar. They're just illegal. It's just in the code. I don't know. I've never come across one, but some of the troopers actually had a little radar detector detector in their car, and it would, like, light (laughs) up. That's the most trooper shit I've ever heard of. A radar detector detector. I'm going to get them son of bitches. I mean, I never... I personally don't give a shit about a radar detector. It's an, it's enough people out running around, you know, speeding and breaking the law and shit. I, I don't care if a guy gets by me with a radar detector. That's just something I've never cared about. So as a trooper, is there, I mean, here's the thing is my little disclaimer, anything above the speed limits, technically free game, but most guys have kind of their, their ballpark, like, I'm not going to stop somebody for this number, and I probably won't write somebody for this number. What is the bare minimum that you would write somebody for? Uh, as far as I was, even in the city and then out in the state, too, my number, for the most part, has always been 15 over because I'm a little fucking speed demon myself. So I generally stop for 15 or more over the limit. Now, as a trooper... What was the uh, what's the fastest you've got somebody going over? Right before I left, I got a guy when I was working my midnight shift. This may have been I think this was back to back. I had a guy come through one night at like 110 or 114 in a 65. And then the next night I got a guy at like 
the low 120s in a 65. You want a mustache ride? <laughs> I assume they both got tickets for that shit, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reckless driving. Uh, must appear in court. In the old days, I guess back before I started doing this, that would have been a one-way ticket to jail. Um, but it's it's a class one misdemeanor, so now it's just uh, just a release on a summons type deal. They'll usually get a little jail time. My, my guy going 120, he got a day in jail. So, <laughs> dude, I don't think that would happen out in Colorado, man. I think they'd slap, they give, they'd find him the shit. I don't think they'd send him to jail, though. Yeah, that I think there that used to be a thing back in the day is the old go to jail speeding. Yeah. Even in Virginia, like up in Fairfax, I've heard a lot of troopers say, you know, Fairfax is a very liberal, democratic run city and their their Commonwealth attorney or district attorney, whatever, is just like got a hard on for finding cops and troopers doing something wrong and getting them hemmed up for some reason. But I've heard stories of them pleading DUIs down to like defective equipment charges not because it was a bad DUI, but just because. Dude, that's some horse shit. Yeah, but our our judge down here in our general district court, he used to would for anything over ninety, would a lot of times he would give a day in jail for every mile over ninety you're going. But <laughs> the the day I had my one twenty guy up here. It was a fill-in judge from somewhere else, and she just gave him a day and one day in jail. And it wasn't even a real one day. The case was at like 2 p.m. And she's like, All right, um, I'm gonna give you a day in jail. You can start now, and I'll put on the order that you're to be released at 10 p.m. tonight. So it was really just eight hours, not a full day. Damn. So all right, that spurred a bunch of questions for me. The first one. How does court work out there? So you got this guy for 120. How far out was the court date? Um, we we had out here in the county and in the city where I work too, you get um one general district day a month, which is where all your traffic is handled. And so it just depends on how close your next court date is. And it it varied. It wasn't like, you know, the fifth of every month was my court date. One month, my day would be at the beginning of the month, and then the next month, it might be at the end. So just depending on when I wrote the ticket, I generally try to set everything out at least a month, you know, to give people time to get stuff straight or whatever. But for these, where they could face jail time, we arraign them, which means that, you know, they have to appear before the judge and be advised of their rights to an attorney and stuff. And those are usually the next week. We try and give them, well, me, just my personal thing, I would try and give them at least one full week between when I wrote them the ticket and when I set their arraignment so they could make arrangements. Like this guy was from like Raleigh, North Carolina or something, like three hours away. So he was going to have to make arrangements to appear for his arraignment. So I try and give him a little bit of time. But just general speeding, where it's just going to be a fine, no jail time or nothing, yeah, it just depends on how close my next date is. Usually no more than a month between when I write the ticket and when it appears in court, though. Okay. So now Virginia is a commonwealth and not a state, right? Yeah. What that means, I don't know. I don't well, know what it is. Fuck you, because that was my next question, because I don't know either. 
I don't know what the difference is. I just I know there's a few Commonwealths. Pennsylvania's one. I think Kentucky might be a Commonwealth. I may be wrong about Kentucky, but I I really don't know what the difference is. Okay. Now somebody wrote in what state what states are worse than VA, which talking to you, it doesn't sound like VA is so bad. Yeah, not where I'm at, but how the fuck would I know? I've only ever lived in VA. Yeah, how the fuck would he know? Dumb question, you stupid fuck. All right. The next how does anybody listen to this shit? Who knows? <laughs> um have you ever written another cop a, a ticket? No, I've never I've never wrote a police officer ticket. I've written a few COs from the local prison tickets though for speeding and whatnot. Okay. Now I want this is like a hot topic with cops about like writing other cops tickets. I think there's a such thing as professional courtesy, right? Yeah. But I think that extends, you know, beyond cops and, you know, you got like nurses and doctors and stuff. Like you don't want the dude that's going to be fucking operating you and you get fucking shot. Like, Oh, this is a motherfucker that wrote me. Right. But here's the thing. It, to me, the way I looked at it, as a cop, you shouldn't be doing anything that would be out of a grace anyway. Like if I, I didn't really write people for speeding. That wasn't really my based on the area I worked, but I wrote, you know, occasionally I write somebody for blowing a stop sign. I might stop somebody that kind of rolled through, but if they were straight and had insurance and didn't have dope in the car or whatever, I'm not going to write them a ticket. And that doesn't matter who they are. But if you fucking blow through the sign, you're going to take it. Like, that's just fucking reckless, right? You could have killed somebody. somebody. Right. Or like a, a blatant red light. I mean, there's just shit that, you know, no one's above the law. And as a cop, don't put yourself in a position to fucking force another cop's hand. I think that's what's more fucked up. Like, yeah. D I know there was a thing back in the day where guys would just fucking drive cops home that were drunk we can't do that anymore that shouldn't be a thing anymore i don't know that it should have been a thing right there and i don't care if that offends people because you're fucking driving drunk and we all know the statistics and how many people fucking die in wrecks every year exactly you cannot fucking drive a car drunk i have no sympathy for that and if you're driving a car drunk and you're a cop and you get stopped you're fucking a dick because you put that cop in a position to have to fucking arrest you. You're in the wrong. Okay. I get we've all had bad times and things are stressed and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't give you the right to fucking drive drunk. Okay. Exactly. So don't fucking drive drunk. And, and you know, other shit too, like DVs and shit. It's a fucking DV. What do you want another cop to do? Yeah, Virginia, we're we're mandatory arrest on DVs if there's any sign of violence. So it's not much you can do. Yeah. So just look worse. I hate to say it. No, I don't hate to say it. Cops are supposed to be better. And if you can't handle that, then don't be a cop. Sorry. It, it yeah. Held uh... to, you have to realize that we're held to a higher standard. And now we can get into a debate about all these other things going on, which is like a ridiculous fucking crazy standard. But as far as things within our control, driving drunk, domestics, stealing, 
whatever else it may be on our private lives, you're a fucking cop. You're held to a higher standard. Bottom line. Yeah, I um kind of got a story on that. It wasn't a cop, but we got a call one night when I was working for the city the first time about a guy that had crashed into a traffic control box and then it, it fled the scene. And the guy that witnessed it followed him. And, you know, luckily I was able to catch up with the guy pretty quick. Um, and I found him parked on a side street. He was intoxicated. He was a young kid. And once I got to talking to him, I knew him. I knew who he was. My, like my family had had dealings with his family and he was drunk. He was a probationary firefighter in a city about an hour away from here. He still lived here. You know, he was just commuting every day when he had to work. He was a probationary firefighter, still on probation. And he got drunk and, you know, wrecked his truck and then fled the scene. And I hooked him up for it. You know, my, my hand was kind of forced. I, there's nothing I could do for this kid. And he ended up losing his job over it. The fire department fired him and, he had to go and work for his family business. And I felt bad about it, but, I mean, it's his fucking fault. He's lucky I didn't hook him up for felony hit and run as opposed to just DUI because he did, like, some serious damage to this traffic control box. Uh, this the, the city estimated the damages at several thousand dollars. Yeah, don't fucking, you know, it's one of those things. You can't, I don't know, <laughs> don't go out there thinking there's somebody out there that's going to save you. Just because you're a cop or a firefighter or whatever doesn't give you fucking special privileges to break the law. Sorry. Exactly. Now, as a trooper, if you stop a cop doing 10 over on the interstate, there ain't nobody around, and you write them a ticket on the vacation, you're a dick. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't happen to me, but I had a guy that uh, wrote in. This was like a year ago. He wrote in and was talking to me about what happened so i made a meme about it but i was like this poor fella's fucking just go on a vacation with his family and he gets fucking tr- stopped by some trooper doing like i don't even think he was doing 10 over from what he told me and he got a ticket which i get it you're speeding but fuck depending on, and here's the thing don't fucking speed it's dangerous i mean uh there's a statistic not many people know about is more people are killed in crashes than are in shootings like i think it's twenty thousand more so speeding is an issue, right? But within reason, I, I, you know, if you're on a fucking flat highway, there's nobody around. Who gives a shit if somebody's going a ten over? But whatever, that's just me. All right, let's move on here. So somebody wants to know when you were a trooper, and if you were on the interstate, if you had to go take a piss, would you speed to get to your pissing hiding spot? Absolutely, man's got to go. I think you were just looking for that car that was speeding up the road and you had to catch up to him. Absolutely. That was one of the worst things getting used to, like working for the PD, man. I had places where I could go and get to in two minutes and go to the bathroom. And there's some places out here, man. It's like I can either pull to the side of the road and hope nobody sees me pee or I can hold it for half an hour till I get to a bathroom somewhere. That sucked. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's the thing on graveyards, the world's your toilet, right? Yep. yep. Day shift, you're in a fucking Mark Patrol car and a fucking uniform. It's a lot harder to find a place to piss. 
And I'm, I try to drink a lot of water when I'm working. So I'm like every hour having to go take a piss somewhere. So it was, it was rough sometimes. I gotta say, I couldn't imagine like being a female cop out in the County or like a trooper. Cause oh, dude, God. you just fucking whip it out and go. It's not a big deal. Girl. It's like a whole fucking production. Even in the city, man, like, I had places in the city where I didn't have to go back, like, to our department or anything. I had some, like, hidey holes out in the woods that I could get to pretty quick and just, you know, piss that was in my area I worked. But females have to go to a bathroom somewhere, you know, whether it's a gas station or back at the department. And most of them don't want to go in a gas station, you know, where they're getting, taking all their gear off and they're vulnerable. So even in the city, having to – drive 10 15 minutes back like if you gotta go and it's an emergency that's a long 10 minutes oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah which uh let's pour one out for the homies there the female cops out there that i don't know maybe where it depends i'm not sure what they do i that's what i need to get on is i need to get on a, a female cop that is uh which i haven't had a female cop on since the uh second episode so i gotta step my game up i i got somebody coming up i think in the next month or two but We'll ask them about taking pisses. I'm sure that's what they want to talk about. Anyway, now this is this is actually a really good question. So I, I'm really interested to hear your response. Oh god, I hope I can answer it. No, this is good. This is legit. It's not like some like fucked up thing. Do you do things differently considering you don't have any close backup as a state cop compared to in the city? Oh uh yeah, definitely. It you know, I went from Make a, making traffic stops in the city and it's nothing for two or three dudes to roll up and either hang out with you or just kind of slow roll by and just make sure you're squared away. And you know, if shit gets squirrely, like they're coming pretty quick, but it's definitely different out here, man. Um, I didn't work by myself. It was normally at least one other guy working with me. But this county I'm in is like 900-some square miles, so I may be 40 minutes away from him. So you definitely try and talk people down a lot more. But what I will say is I don't know if it's just the respect troopers have or what. Um, I didn't have nearly as many people try me out here. I had one guy that I thought was going to try me, but he didn't. But I had one guy ended up running from me. He had a felony warrant, and that was the only one that ever tried me out here. And I did do it. Like, he ran, and I chased him at first, but then I kind of backed off because he ran into the woods. And I was not unfamiliar with the section of road I was working, but I didn't know where the fuck he was going in those woods. And I didn't know where the county was at. I didn't know where my other troopers were at. So I just kind of backed off and – I didn't follow him, you know, and in the city, I probably would have, we'd have a canine probably could come out. We'd have other officers that could help set up a perimeter. So I just kind of backed off cause I didn't want to follow him into like a fucked up bad situation where he ambushes me. Cause we actually had that happen to a fellow trooper several months ago. He pursued a guy and I think it was around dusk. It was getting dark and the guy jumped a fence. Um, and he, the trooper, got out of his car pretty quick. And I think he lost his radio. He didn't have a flashlight. And he jumped the fence after the guy. 
And the guy was waiting for him on the other side of the fence and tackled him and pulled out a knife, and it turned into a whole big thing. And he was by himself dealing with that. Yeah. To be honest, man, I, I think he deserves some kudos because a lot of guys just kind of have that switch. I mean, I do, or I did, where you just fucking rabbit goes, and you're legally, morally, and you can chase him. Fucking go do it. But it, I think it takes a lot to kind of take that step back and kind of think, all right, what's it worth? No, I think that's wise to sit back and evaluate things. I think that's a struggle. I think a lot of newer cops have is the ability to slow things down. Were you yeah. able to catch this guy in the long run or did he get away? Yeah. So I already had his information, you know, he tried to lie to me first about who he was because his driver's license was suspended. But, you know, I had his information and I was, cutting him a bunch of tickets and I already knew he had the warrant and I almost asked like to have some other troopers start my way but I'm like no this will be all right so you know the plan was I had the tickets wrote out and then I went back up to the car and this is on me I got too careless with this guy and this is totally my fault he should have been in cuffs as soon as I got him out of the car but he had a little dog in the car with him and so I was trying to be nice to him. I got him out. I'm like, hey, man, you got a warrant. We're going to have to take care of this. But I don't want you. I don't want to have to call animal control and come take your dog. I'm going to work with you. And so he pretended like he was on the phone trying to get somebody to come get it. And then this fucker looks at me square in the eye and he's like, dude, I'm gone. And he had that meth head speed, man. And he was. He was fucking gone. He took off running. And so. Once I stopped chasing him, I just went and took a bunch of warrants out on him. And, yeah, a couple months later, we finally got him in his house hiding under the bed and took him in no problem, and that was the end of it. Yeah, I think that's wise, dude. I mean, a lot of – you know, you want to get the dude right there and then, but what do you fucking do, man? You got to do what's, what's best at the moment. But And that's another thing I, I hope people that aren't cops listen to and hear that story. We try and fucking help people all the time with shit like that. And then we get fucking burned. Exactly. So you might be like, oh, that cop's a dick. He didn't let me do this or that. It's because we've been burned. We tried to fucking help somebody one time and they took advantage of it. I've had shit like that happen to me before. So. Yeah. And the embarrassing thing is this guy outran me holding that dog in his hands. <laughs> you slow fuck. I wouldn't have caught him either. It was a little chihuahua. And he was walking around. He was like, he put the dog down, let the dog pee. And he like fake called his girlfriend to come get the dog. And finally, I was like, all right, dude, this isn't working. Like, we're just put the dog in the car and we're, we're going to have to go. And that was when he looked at me and he had the dog in his hand. And he's like, I'm gone. And he just jetted. But when he ran in the woods, he dropped the dog and the dog was piddling around around me. So I was trying to use the dog to coax him out. I was like, hey, motherfucker, I got your dog out here. Don't be a bitch. Come out here and get your dog. And, but he was gone. He knew a way through those woods to backtrack to his house because he was he was only like five minutes from where he lived. I caught him on the way to the post office just speeding. And, you know, he ended up having this felony warrant and everything. So what was the warrant for? <laughs> Probation violation. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't have fucking got wild after that. Either. Yeah. And it's – uh. Here, here in this area, other areas in Virginia, you can get bond on it. But in this area, if you have a probation violation, that's like go straight to jail. You know, don't 
pass go, don't collect $200. And you just got to wait till you see the judge and, you know, they'll sit in jail for six months. So they, they know when they got these probation violations, they know when they get to jail, they're there for the long haul. You know, I think there's like a lot of people listening to this right now, like what in tarnation? It's just different, I think, with a lot of places. Like my old agency, you didn't fucking arrest somebody without somebody else there. And if you tried to arrest somebody without somebody else there, you're getting in fucking trouble. But if you work somewhere, you know, like where you work, it's just it's not an option. You know, you're it's not practical to wait yeah. that long. And even in the city where I worked, I mean, a lot of times we would uh you know, have, go do warrant services and it'd be two or three of you. But there are a lot of guys, I just, I do warrant services on my own and it's probably not smart, but just depending on what the warrant was for, if it was some simple misdemeanor, sure, I couldn't tell you how many times I've just gone to someone's house and, hey man, you got a warrant. I'd go inside and let them get whatever they needed, hook them up and it always worked out. But, you know. Is that one time it doesn't, man? Yep, you never know, man. Somebody might be willing to die over that misdemeanor warrant. Yeah, and that's, you know, and I'm not dogging you by any means, but the mentality I came up with is you go with somebody else and you do all this shit because it may be that one guy that, you know, 99 times you'll arrest somebody and they'll be, you know, they get it. They're cool. It's not a big deal. But it's that one fucking guy that's going to fight for his life over whatever that warrant is. And get yep. it up costing your life. So, uh, yeah. And it's, I think it's an ego thing for a lot of young guys. They want to, you know, do it all by themselves and be big and bad, but it's not fucking worth it. Bring cover, man. If you got cover, fucking bring him. It ain't going to hurt anything. Exactly. It's better to have too many than not enough. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on, man. This is a super troopers question. Meow game. Or the repeater? Meow. How many times can you say meow? All right. I like it. I like it. The repeater is good, too, though. And while we're on the subject of super troopers. And while we're on the subject of super troopers. (laughs) I I might hurt some feelings here, but I I wasn't too big on super troopers, too, personally. I think I'm waiting. It wasn't nearly as good as the first one, but I, I enjoyed it still. I mean, it, there's some of the dumb humor in it, and I, I found it enjoyable, but it's it's not the first one. I think I waited so long for the second one that I built it up in my mind to be just this amazing movie. And, you know, it was just an okay sequel, which most sequels are. I, I, I like that they didn't they tried it a little bit different, and they didn't try to make it the exact same movie, although it kind yeah. of was. It's, you know... It is what it is, but, you know, the first one stands in all its glory. Yeah, you can't beat that movie, man. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. I'll have a liter of cola. (laughs) Burger punk. (laughs) Now, how did it feel to downgrade your hat? Oh, it was tough giving that hat up, buddy. I don't wear a hat with the PD. We've got the bus driver hats, but nobody really wears them. Most guys wear the ball caps, but I'm very peculiar about my baseball hats. There are very few that I wear. Like, I just got a weird fucking melon, I guess, and most of them don't fit me right. So I don't usually wear a hat. But I think the hat does lend a lot of authority to you, you know. 
All right, we're going to have a hat talk. So my old agency, you could wear a ball cap or you could wear the bus driver hat. I and a few other brave souls wore the bus driver hat. And maybe this will give me away at my old agency. I think everybody fucking knows is going to be there. But I wore my fucking hat. And the reason I wore my hat was several reasons. I thought it paid respect to those that we've lost. And I thought it looked more professional. And I also thought on calls, if you roll up wearing that fucking eight point hat, people don't fuck with you. And I think that's true. I think I got, I mean, I got in some fights fucking for sure, but I just felt like when you rolled up with that hat, people felt like you meant business and people didn't fuck with you. Yeah, there's, there's a, I, I, I think there's credibility to that statement, but we have it, in my PD, we've got, you know, you've got your class A uniform with the long sleeves, or you've got a short sleeve class A shirt with the patches, but we also have polos that just, it has the badge on the front and then your name on it. And that's what 99% of people wear is the polo. And then we have outer carriers with the Molly attachments. It's just more comfortable. So that's what most people wear on patrol. So the bus driver hat just, it doesn't. No, that you can't wear work. It with that uniform. <laughs> yeah, in that situation, no. I but I feel like in a regular uniform, the fucking ball cap looks like shit, man. And I've always thought that. It yeah. Just, I mean, I mean, with a polo and like a vest carrier, sure, wear a ball cap. But and I, I'm a, you know, I'm fucking balding. I need a fucking hat to protect my fucking skull. <laughs> So oh, I wear a fucking hat everywhere. If you don't see me with a hat on it, it's it's weird. But I, I always wear the bus driver hat, man. That was just my thing. Yeah, we had one guy that used to work in the department. He's moved on now, but he always wore it. He was the only one I ever saw wore it on a daily basis. Other than the administration, a lot of those guys, they'll wear it because they're in their, you know, they're in their, like, dress uniform all the time. So they usually wear it when they go out. But this one guy, he always wore it. He was always wore the inner carrier and uh, wore that hat. And he kept his business cards inside of the hat. And he was always squared away. All right. I'm going to get off the hat high horse because I could fucking talk for hours about hats. And people that know me know I love my hat. Let's talk about how hard does a trooper get for semis? Do you guys really like pulling over semis and pulling their logs? So we had we actually have troopers that that's all they do. They're um, motor carrier troopers, and that's a, like a specialty that you have to put in for and be assigned to. And they actually, the ones that do it like doing it because you have to like doing it because they're out getting under these trucks, fucking doing inspections on them and shit. And they they enjoy it, but it's um, it's kind of cool because everything they enforce is federal law. They go through a tough class to to be able to do this because it's a lot involved in it. And they go through a tough class to do it. And everything they're enforcing on the federal side, they have access to like federal DOT databases and stuff. And I didn't know this until I got into it, but they're not out just like writing tickets per se. They assign points to these trucks and businesses and drivers. And once you get so many points built up against you, like I think they get put out of service or shut down or something. Now, 
that's not to say I couldn't go out and stop one for speeding and write him a speeding ticket, but I, I never did it. One, it's just a pain in the fucking ass to find anywhere good to pull a tractor trailer over at. But two, I, I know there are probably some piece of shit tractor trailer drivers just like every other profession, but I always looked at it as most of these are like good dudes and they're bringing me my goods that I like to purchase from the store. You know, they're hauling ass cross country away from their families. And so I'm not going to fuck with one if they're going 10 or 15 over the speed limit or whatever. The only time I've ever wrote a truck driver ticket is when he crashed. And, you know, there's just at fault crash. There's really nothing you can do about it. But I never fucked with them. Man, anything involving a tractor trailer for law enforcement is a fucking pain in the ass. It is, man. The trailer will have a tag out of one fucking state, and the actual truck will have a tag out of another state. Yep. You can't ever get either tag to come back. You have to run the damn van, and you got to, you know, if they're carrying hazmat, it's a whole other thing, and you got to make sure you get their DOT number, and half the truck drivers, they don't have their cab log, you know, cab paper squared away. They don't know what insurance the company has, and their driver's license will be from a third state. It's just a nightmare. I fucking, anytime there was like a wreck with a fucking tractor trailer, I did my my hardest to find a fucking traffic <laughs> car to come take it. Fuck <laughs> that shit. Yeah, there, I, you know, like I said, I didn't like dealing with it. All right, so this next kiddo has a question. They're a college student in VA looking for a law enforcement agency that wants to be a law enforcement officer in virginia do you have any recommended agencies well i i don't know too much you know outside of just where i've worked um yeah i don't i'm not going to give my agency away but we're, we're okay and for the area we're the highest paid right now um but depending on where he is like my buddy up in warren county like he sent Loudoun county sheriff's department uh they're really good they're like the highest funded sheriff's department in Virginia. They have really good equipment, really good pay, but you're in a high cost of living area too. So, you know, it just depends on what you want to get into. Personally, I prefer, you know, PD over a sheriff's department just because of the whole political side. I don't have to worry about a sheriff coming in and canning me because I didn't campaign for him, but. Andy, you um, don't have to sleep with your sister. Exactly. You've eat your last haul. <laughs> Classic. I'm a big Supernatural fan, so that meme hit personally with me because I know the episode that was from. <laughs> I ain't never even seen that show, pal. I just saw the meme format. Every Here's another <laughs> message. is for you fucking weebs out there, which I don't know if that's a bad word or not, but... I don't fucking watch anime, but I will use an anime format if it's funny. So don't get your fucking rocks off. If you're like, oh, my God, PM, PM likes anime. I don't. It sh- you and shouldn't if they either. find out you don't like it, if they find out you don't like it, they'll call you a poser for using their content. Yeah, I don't give a shit. If it's funny, it's you funny, know, man. That used to be a big thing when I was going through like middle school. Like If you wore a band t-shirt, people would come up to you and be like, name five albums from this band and name every band member. And if you couldn't do it, you were like a poser. That's actually real. You oh, okay. don't fuck it. Uh, okay. I'm that <laughs> dude. 
I'm that dude. And if anybody knows anything about me, I'm a fucking music snob. But if you wear a fucking band t-shirt and you don't know the first goddamn thing about them, you are a fucking poser. Now, I'll give you that. I'm not going to just buy a random band t-shirt that I've never even listened to their music. But I got a lot of music I listen to and a lot of bands I like. But if somebody come up to me and told me to, like, fucking name all the members of the band or something, like, I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't, I'm not that into them. I just like their music. No. And I'm good with that. Like, you know, I like Slipknot, but like, I don't know, fucking Corey, Corey Taylor and the fucking clowns. I don't know. You know, I know like (laughs) Joey, Joey Jorgensen, I think just died. And yeah, uh, Paul Gray, the bass player that just died, but, oh shit. I guess I know a few more, but, um, fuck. I can't think of the guitar player now. Jim Root, guitar player. Okay. I guess I am that guy, but I mean, I get it if you don't know all the band members, but I mean, like, at least tell me something about the band. But, like, if you just wear a fucking, like, a Nirvana shirt and you don't know anything about them except that Courtney Love killed um, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> allegedly, then, allegedly. Th- then that's, you know, like, that shit pisses me off. But, all right, sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there. But, yeah, I get a little weird about the band t-shirts. I'm not big in Nirvana either. You know, I'm like, I like Nirvana, but I'm not like in Nirvana. Like some people are like fucking wild about Nirvana. Like I like some of their stuff, but I also, I'm going to break some hearts. Kurt Cobain wasn't a good guitar player at all. Or singer, personally, just personal opinion. Or who? I said he wasn't a good singer either, personal opinion. Nah, he was fine. I, I think he was fine as a singer. But, I mean, but you look at some of the music. I mean, like, you know, I talked uh, – there's a podcast where I had my buddy um, Aaron from uh, – oh, my God, I'm drunk. I can't remember the name of his band. And that was, like, not that long ago. But, um, you know, we talk about Heart Shaped Box. That fucking song is fucking amazing. And I give you that. That song's pretty fire. You know, I'm – I can listen to that. Yeah. It's a pretty far song. Yeah. I mean, like, Nirvana's, they're good. They're good. I mean, and that's like the prime example because you see like kids wearing Nirvana shirts and it's like, okay, tell me, tell me another Nirvana song except for Teen Spirit. By the way, I probably haven't listened to that song through in, I don't know, 10, 15 years because it's just overplayed. Oh, I'm so burnt out on it. I'll change the station if it comes on. Oh, I will too. Absolutely. But I, I, it came, I was listening to like some Apple playlist and it was like nineties rock. And I just listened to that song all the way through. And I'm like, oh, that song is a banger. It really is. I won't listen to it again for like 10 years, but it's a banger. Yeah. I can only imagine like when it dropped, you know, when it was a new song, I bet, you know, it's probably fucking wild back then. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. You think about like a lot of those songs, like Stairway to Heaven. I don't remember the first time I heard it, but you got to think in like, you know, 1977 or whenever that fucking song came out. The first time somebody heard Stairway to Heaven, what the fuck did I just listen to? Is this, yeah, is this the pinnacle of my life? Things can only go down from here. Yeah. That and Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Yep. We, we, we're off track here, buddy. <laughs> I had too much SoCo. I actually finished my little bottle of SoCo. So I got to, Gotta go back to whiskey the next episode. We already talked about if the your power comes from your hat, right? As yeah, we, we touched on that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish somebody would touch me. Okay. Me too, buddy. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? 
Uh, I said that we need to have a dad joke competition, but do you do you got any good dad jokes? No, I I don't. I'm not a dad, so I haven't been imbued with that superpower yet. Like once your kids are born, it just it just kind of happens. But I can't think of any right now, so I apologize. I heard a really good one the other day too that I was gonna impart on everybody, but I forgot. Hey, dude, but do you know what um, girls ta- tell guys that have big dicks? I don't because I have a tiny wiener. Oh, well, you fucking hit the punchline. Me too, buddy. Pee pee. <laughs> All right. This, mine's not tiny, though. All right. This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> did you have a name for your hat? I did not. I didn't name her. Are you fucking kidding me? You had that big trooper fucking piece of shit hat and you didn't have a name for it? I didn't. I did have a name for my SWAT rifle when I was on SWAT team, though. What was that? Joanne. Why? Because you were supposed to... The the tradition was you were supposed to name your SWAT rifle after, like, the sluttiest girl you've ever been with. Oh, do you have her phone number by any chance? So I'm getting to it. So <laughs> I didn't do that. I named it after Lady Gaga because she is my celebrity crush and her middle name is Joanne. And I would like a night with Lady Gaga. So if she listens to this podcast, have her reach out to me. Yeah, I'm sure she listens and will be right on that. <laughs> Hey, speaking of Lady Gaga, did you see when she sung the song with Metallica, Moth in the Flame? I didn't see that. I haven't heard of that. Was it good? I liked it. I, I'll have to Google that. Here's the thing. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm a Lady Gaga fan, but she's good. I mean, like, she's a good musician, and she's sung a lot of different things, and she has a good voice, so. Did you see her when she was like on some MTV like prank show like back in the nineties? Like pre- I didn't Lady even, Gaga? No, I, I didn't know she went back that far. No, it was it was I think she was in college when it was and they played a prank on her and it was before she was famous. Oh no, I hadn't seen that. You should check that out, man. She looked pretty good. Just saying. Uh, I might have to look into it tonight. You know that's right. Yeah. Now, when you're a trooper. Did you sleep next to your hat? I'm going to get some. I'm, I'm going to break some hearts here. No, I did. That bitch stayed hung up in my car. Yeah. I had a zip. I had a zip tie on my passenger passenger headrest and it, it hung on that. I used to um, my eight point going back to the hat talk. I used to just put it on my shotgun in the patrol car. It was a perfect hat rack. All right. So let's get into that real quick. All right. You know, state police, you'd think we'd be, like, well-funded and have nice equipment. We didn't even have mounts. And, like I said, I was in a Taurus, so the the patrol rifle and the patrol shotgun stayed in the trunk. But we didn't even have mounts for them. We had soft cases, and they just stayed in the soft case and slid around the back of my trunk. So there's no, like, quick deploying it if you need it, you know, like, my PD, we've got gun racks in the back of the Tahoes, and you can deploy them quick. Like, no, I've got to unzip this soft case and get my shotgun out of it. I always thought it was kind of funny. The gun racks in patrol cars, like in the front, 
Yeah. They just kind of threw them in. And some cars, they're really easy and convenient and fucking super quick to get out. Like, I could fucking have my shotgun on you in, like, two seconds. Which, by the way, if you get out of a fucking patrol car on some hot call and you fucking, you know, fucking rack a fucking round in there, there's no better fucking sound. And people are like, oh, shit, this guy means business. Oh, yeah. That'll scatter them. Oh, that'll scatter some fucking people for sure. But they just threw the racks in there. So sometimes it was like almost like the Benny Hill theme would be playing as you're trying to fucking get your gun out of the rack, you know? <laughs> you know, because it's the cops aren't putting this shit together. It's just like some dude. It's like, all right, I'll just throw it in there. Yeah. Just put it where it can go. Yeah. That's now, the. The state's in the process of moving everyone to explorers. I know how much you love those. Um, to be honest with you, if if it had the eco boost, I'd probably like them a little more. I I think they do. I think the ones going to the road troopers do. The unmarked ones getting issued. Some of them didn't. Um, I I never got one. I don't know. But they they did. Uh, that was one of the things that they. Um, did in those is they they moved the they put a rack in there up front for the the rifles and the shotguns so they solved that issue but how about this have you ever had to drive a patrol car that didn't have a fucking cup holder in it no and that's fucking wrong um my taurus everyone's taurus with the state police and i'm assuming every car before the taurus crown vicks and everything no cup holders Except for the little shitty one in the door, you know, like that really nothing fits in but a little bottle of water. No cup holders. Why? We had to buy after, I don't know. We had to buy aftermarket cup holders. So what I got, my buddy found, these things were made for boats. And it was like two big cup cup holders with a clamp on it. And it was made to attach to the rail of a boat. And I attached it on my MDT mount underneath my laptop to that mount. And that's that's how I had a cup holder. I had to buy one myself and put it in the car. How are you supposed to drink fucking shitty gas station coffee? That's fucking yeah. wrong, dude. Yeah, before, uh, like right when I started FTO and with the state, before my thing come in, I had a cup of coffee, and it only like half fit in the door. And I go to pull out on somebody, you know, for speeding or whatever. And, of course, what happens? That fucking cup of coffee just flies out and spills all over my floorboard it was a disaster i needed somewhere for my fucking reins to go so we haven't talked about energy drinks much on the podcast but real quick i i took a walk before the podcast and i got a coffee at the little gas station fuck do i miss free coffee just say yep. free coffee's the best it, it, I, I don't know the gas station i have in town actually has pretty good fucking gas station coffee i'm a simple man dude i don't I mean, this time of year, I need my pumpkin spice lattes from fuck or pumpkin spice cold brews from cold from uh, Starbucks. I really like those, but yeah, um, you know, uh, otherwise I just I drink fucking coffee black. I don't fucking put sugar or cream. Fucking black. Um, and our gas station here has pretty big coffee. But let's talk about rain. So you're rain guy. Absolutely, orange dreamsicle, baby. Son, come home. But. You know what's weird is I love that drink, but I think orange dream sickle, the ice cream is garbage. I don't want to eat it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know why I fell in love with those orange dream sickles. I haven't had them for a while. And the gas station in town, they have them. I 
I'm really trying to stop because I have no reason yeah. to drink energy drinks right now. And at some point it's going to explode my heart. I know it is. I've been on the bang train again recently. The watermelon bang is fucking phenomenal. I've never had it. I, I started on bangs and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I was the first guy that I know of in my department that ever tried a fucking bang. This is when bang was first like getting going and there's only like four different flavors. And I was just exhausted one day on day shift and they had the black cherry vanilla in the gas station. I'm like, I'm going to see what this is that about. That one's good as shit. That's my go-to. And I'm like, damn, this is good. So it turned into a whole thing. We'd be sitting in lineup and people started drinking them. So you see one and you'd go bang. And it just turned into a whole thing. Like people started drinking them and then they exploded and then rain came on the scene and it's a whole like market now. One of my last days that I can remember, like a rain dude came to my department. It was like, Hey, I got all these rains for your department to try. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if only you knew how many fucking orange dream sickles I've sold because I've made a lot of memes about those. Yeah. They're the, I can't I've got other it. rains on like, but that's the best. Oh yeah, that that for sure. Like far and away is the best rain. I haven't had one of those in a while. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to go back. All right, we are going to end the Instagram questions, and I feel like it's not truly a poorly made police memes podcast without a question that we have to go to Urban Dictionary for. <laughs> the question is: Is have you done the Virginia tomato before? Well, I don't know what that is, so... All right, if you had a guess, what would it be? The Virginia tomato. Um, maybe it's when you shove a tomato up your asshole and then your sister eats it. That was pretty intense. Let me. Yeah, I'm an intense dude. Let me see what... Well, you should maybe be a deputy then. That's true. That's more of a yeehaw type thing. That is. All right. Virginia Tomato, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> when you have sex with a girl on her period until your balls are coated in blood and then you teabag her. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. That's probably the most disgusting one we've had on. Gross. Have you ever heard of uh, noodling? Well, I mean, I know, like, that's how you fucking catch a fish with your hands. What's what's the other definition? Urban, dic Urban Dictionary. Being lightened. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, by the way, I before we do that, though, I have to read the sentence that this came with. Because it was pretty much my reaction. You fucked me up. It's all fucked up. Okay, so here's the sentence with that. Is him. Dude, I gave my, my girl a Virginia tomato last night. Me. That's nasty, dude. Yeah, it's fucking gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> All right, so let's look up noodling since that makes you feel better. I feel like there's going to be like a hundred different definitions. So this talks about like cat is basically a form of fishing, which a crazy person runs the lake and searches for holes. And the no, bottom you, with you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do down. noodling urban dictionary. You got to urban dictionary it. I'm, I'm on. Urban Dictionary. There's another one that says what? what heavy metal guitarists do on stage while performing a solo, an annoying and rather technical solo. Maybe, maybe I'm getting the term wrong then. Maybe it's not noodling. Yeah, I think it's something different. Damn it. Maybe it's docking. 
Oh, dude, let's not talk about docking. <laughs> it was something, and if one of the fucking one of my officers I used to work with brought that shit up in lineup one morning, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So he urban dictionaryed it, and that turned into a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had an old sergeant that talked about docking quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking noodling, but I, I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been like two or three years since that conversation happened. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, everybody don't dock with your partner. I could be bad. All right, buddy. We've come to the end of the uh, poorly made police memes podcast. And are you familiar with the word of the day? I am. I meant to think of a good one and I forgot. Well, fucking think of a good one right now. Plethora. Because there's a P on my screen right now. For poorly made. I like it. All right. Try and throw plethora into your reports, your CAD notes over the air. And if you're brave, send it to me and I'll make you internet famous. Now, with that said, buddy, Chesapeake, one bay to another. Do you have any words of wisdom to the uh, fine people out there that you'd like to impart? Yes, Guantanamo. I guess this is, uh, you know, it could go for everybody, but mainly the new guys getting into it is um, don't don't take your own don't don't look at your own mental health as it relates to this job and just in general as a fucking joke because this job will fuck you up. And I've been dealing with some mental health stuff for a couple of years now, and I'm just now realizing that I've been dealing with it and. You know, a lot of calls that I went on that I just kind of brushed under the rug are starting to come back and like, you know, haunt me, I guess. So you got to get that. You got to talk about the shit with your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, fucking somebody, because this shit will eat you alive if you don't. And there's no way you're going to make a career out of this if you let that stuff build up and overflow. So have an outlet and don't be afraid to talk to somebody about the shit that's bothering you wise words dude and i wish i would have heard that a long time ago because i basically let it build up inside until it was a big problem so. yeah i uh not not to not to drag this out no go ahead dude much longer but uh when i first started i, I had to go to some class and it was like some chief of some police department was putting it was like a verbal judo class but he kind of gave us that talk at the end and it was mainly geared towards the new guys and um and another thing that kind of ties into that is make time for your fucking family too because i'm guilty of that you come home especially off days and you're fucking exhausted and you don't feel like doing anything but you got to go out to dinner and you got to hang out with your people even if you're tired otherwise you'll end up fucking pushing them away but um he was just talking about how this stuff will eat you alive if you don't talk about it. You know, a lot of times as a new officer, you're like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. And then you hit the streets and you start seeing stuff and doing stuff. And next thing you know, it's built up into a big thing and you just got to have an outlet for it. You got to be able to talk about it and work through the stuff. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And then you don't turn to cocaine like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's alleged. You didn't see me allegedly all right well we've come to the end of this very poorly made police memes podcast i hope you've enjoyed it as always you want to support this podcast a couple ways you can do that in a new way the new way being we sell christmas ornaments now which is a 
through my fa- friends, Kate Vonta Design. So there's a link on my Facebook and Instagram to get to that. Go to my link tree and it's right there. So buy some fucking Christmas ornaments. It'll make your Christmas tree shine. And then, of course, I've got merch you can buy. All kinds of good shit. And I'll have some new shit coming out pretty soon. At the end of this podcast, there's a little link that says Sports Podcast. Click on that. And you can donate money every month, and it helps keep the candle in the poorly made light up here lit so I can keep doing this shitty podcast for you guys. And then, of course, take care of our fine sponsors of the podcast. The other thing I'm going to throw at you, and I lost my whole train of thought. I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. Oh, the other thing I was going to throw at you is... You know, you get on Apple or whatever, fucking drop me a review, all that good shit. All that stuff helps. If you want to donate some patches, some coins, some other swag, send me a DM and I'll get it your way. Coming up, the next podcast is going to be the death episode. We're going to talk about a bunch of fucked up shit and uh, Popo Medic will be on the episode unless he ghosts me. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple days. Remember, I love most of you. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.